You're very welcome. Let me add my welcome to, to that of uh, Tim and Aaron. Um, we have about 70, I think, registered to come today. Our, our numbers are creeping up. We reckon that with all this distancing and leaving seats, probably about 80 is the, the most we could fit in. So we're getting near that. And when we get that, then we have to think, think about what we do, which is a great problem to have. But you're very welcome. Uh, if you're new or visiting, then particularly, you're, you're welcome today. Uh, and if you're watching at home, then also uh, we're delighted that you're able to share with us uh, today as we worship. It's not the same. We, we know that. It's not what we're used to. Uh, it's quite frustrating to come and wear a face covering and not be able to sing. We know that. But it's one step better than, than all, all being at home. So uh, you're very welcome this morning. I want to ask you a question this morning. Um, where do you look for, or where do you go to look for uh, news or advice or information, particularly in, maybe in these days of, of coronavirus? Where do you get information about wearing your face mask or, or, or what to do? How do you know that you can trust that source? How do you know that what, what you're reading, uh, that the information is accurate? Uh, different sources can give you completely different views uh, on a topic, on, on anything at all. Uh, if you read a, a review on Amazon about a product, how do you know that those reviews are, 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 are real reviews? Uh, apparently there's so many fake reviews about uh, both positive and negative. Uh, how do you know that when, when something's given five stars or one star or whatever, that, that, that's right, that it's good guidance? Well, what about advice uh, as followers of Jesus? What about advice about being a follower of Jesus, being a, a Christian? So many books written, uh, so many sermons preached, so many podcasts recorded. And again, you can get widely different views. People can have very different views uh, about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Because people are writing and speaking about events that took place 2,000 years ago. Uh, and uh, how do we know if what they're saying is right? How do we know if, if what the advice that they're giving us is sound, is good? Well, what if we could seek advice from someone who was there. Now, we heard from Zachariah a few months ago there. Uh, what if we could find here from someone who actually was there when Jesus walked on the earth, who knew Jesus, who witnessed his ministry, who heard his teaching? What if we could hear from Jesus' own brother? Uh, what if we could hear from someone who grew up with Jesus uh, and then shared in his ministry? Well, we can. Uh, and we have a letter from one of Jesus' brothers included in our uh, New Testament. And we're going to be looking at that over the next few months uh, uh, together. So here's, uh, first of all, a letter from James. We're going to be looking at at James's letter uh, in in the New Testament. And we believe that the author was James, the younger brother of Jesus. Uh, If you have your Bible there and you want to look at James, we're literally going to look at the first verse this morning, so not much to read. Uh, And he introduces himself simply as James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, No more detail given. Well, there are three Jameses mentioned in, in the New Testament. Uh, one was James, the son of Alphaeus. Uh, he was one of the twelve disciples. We don't hear anything more about him, so it's assumed that, that he wasn't the author. And then there was James, the brother of John, also one of the disciples, uh, whom Herod executed. We can read in Acts chapter 12, uh, Herod had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. So Peter was locked up in prison. uh, And then we know that Peter was miraculously released from prison. And when he was released from prison, uh, he said, tell James and the brothers about this. So obviously not the James who was already dead. Uh, We assume that this was James, the brother of Jesus, who by then uh, was a leader in in the church uh, in Jerusalem. 
The people mention, when they're, they're talking about Jesus, people are, are discussing who, who Jesus was. How did they get this power? Because we know Jesus, and here's what they, they say about him. This is Matthew uh, telling us, uh, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't, this, isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? So the people are saying, we, we, we know that. How did Jesus get all these miraculous powers? Sure, isn't he James' brother? Uh, and these other brothers mentioned there. And Paul went to meet James after he was converted. Paul went to Jerusalem and met James. Jesus' brothers didn't believe in him at first. Uh, James and the others, in fact, they thought Jesus was out of his mind when he started preaching and saying the things he did. But obviously James came to faith. He came to believe that Jesus was the Messiah because that's why he says, he doesn't say James, a servant of God and of my big brother Jesus. He says, James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James recognized at some point that Jesus was the promised Messiah. And it's believed that he was martyred about AD 62 and that he wrote this letter uh, quite soon before that. So what we have in our Bibles, I always think it's amazing to step back and think, we have in our Bibles preserved for us uh, a letter written by the very brother of Jesus one who maybe grew up uh, in the carpenter's shop with Jesus making tables and chairs and whatnot. Here is a letter uh, preserved uh, and uh, by God's grace given to us to to teach us and to help us. Uh, So it's it's a very special letter uh, as we begin to look at it uh, together. It's a letter that's not without some controversy. Uh, I read one commentator who said, the letter of James has strong claims to be uh, both the most celebrated and most criticized of all the New Testament books. Uh, it's, it's a letter loved by Christians. It, it's a very helpful letter. It's right down to earth and practical. Uh, but some people don't like it because Jesus is actually only mentioned twice in it. If you read Paul's letters, Jesus' name comes up again and again and again. Jesus is only mentioned in verse 1, what we've just read, and in chapter 2, verse 1. Those are the only references made to Jesus in the whole book, and some people don't, 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 don't like that. Martin Luther, the great reformer, described it as an epistle of straw. And he went on, he was quite scathing of it, actually. He went on to suggest that uh, James contradicted Paul. That whereas Paul says salvation is by faith alone, by, by grace through faith, that, that James seems to suggest that we can somehow earn our salvation. Uh, here's what Martin Luther says. He says, James mangles the scriptures and thereby opposes Paul and all scripture. Harsh words indeed. Well, I'm going to dare disagree with the great Martin Luther this morning. You can, you can have your own thoughts about that because I think that James doesn't disagree with Paul. If you look at uh, chapter 1, verse 18, James says that God chose to give us birth through the word of truth. He clearly says that God called us to, to, to faith in him. It's not something we can earn, not something we've achieved through doing good, good things. So I think that James, uh, just like Paul, acknowledges that, that salvation is a gift uh, from God, with all due respect to, uh, to, to, to Martin Luther. I saw a statue of Martin Luther in, in Germany there a couple of weeks ago when, when we were there. Great reformer, tremendous Christian uh, writer. Uh, but I'm not sure his criticism of James is quite justified. So some people just like the way James seems to jump from theme to theme. Paul's letters are always very well argued. He starts with theology and he leads right through, builds his, his argument, and then takes us into practical outworking of that. <clears throat> more logical than James. James tends to jump from one topic to another. And it would seem that James was probably more of a preacher than a writer. We've only got one letter from him compared to Paul, from whom we've lots and lots of letters. 
Um, and it seems that rather than a, one careful argument, he's thinking of things that come into his mind, and he's writing them down. Maybe he, he knew that he didn't have long to live, and he's writing down advice uh, for Christians. Lots of simple Christian guidance, lots of illustrations. So he's speaking about controlling our tongues. He talks about ships and fire and horses. He, he uses a lot of illustration, uh, just as Jesus did. And that actually suits our current generation very well, these short uh, lessons, because we're used to short sound bites, uh, short pieces of information. According to a study by Microsoft in 2020, the average human attention span is eight seconds, which is quite worrying, because apparently the average uh, attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. <clears throat> which means that most of you, I've lost most of you <laughs> several minutes ago. Uh, but of course, I got that from the internet, so it might not be true. Who, who knows? <clears throat> but um, certainly, we, we, we don't have a great attention span. Uh, and that actually suits our purpose very well, because we're trying to keep these messages sort of brief and, and short uh, while the children are in with us, because we, we just can't manage junior church at the moment. We don't have the space. So uh, it helps us to, to take small chunks, and we're going to break James' letter up into small uh, bite-sized uh, chunks over the next a few months as we try to learn uh, from this uh, brother of Jesus, this leader of the early church uh, in in Jerusalem. Well, who was James writing to? Well, he was writing to, all he says is here, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. If he posted his letter today, it would probably uh, come back stamped return to sender because it's it's a very vague vague description of his recipients. So who who was he uh, addressing? Well, in the early days of the church, of course, and the believers were, were Jewish believers. They, they were Jewish people who had accepted Jesus uh, as the Messiah. And therefore, they were from the 12 tribes, the, the 12 tribes' descendants of Abraham. And they were Jewish people as God's people in the Old Testament who had come uh, to faith. And at first, the, the church was centered in Jerusalem until Stephen was martyred. But then, uh, when, when Stephen was killed, a great persecution broke out. Uh, And we read in Acts, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. So the believers were scattered among the nations, among the surrounding nations. They they were scattered, uh, and they they had to spread out. Only the apostles were left uh, in Jerusalem. Of course, as they, they went, they spoke about the gospel, they spoke about Jesus, and Gentiles were also converted. Gentiles came to faith and were added to God's people. And Paul, writing to the Galatians, said, Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. So the people who came to faith from a non-Jewish background were still considered to be children of Abraham. And James is writing from Jerusalem, where he led the church to those scattered believers. And he wants to help them as they live among people who aren't believers, just as the people in the Old Testament had to uh, live amongst the nations as they moved into the promised land. They were living amongst all sorts of people who believed all sorts of things. Uh, and so uh, Paul, write, or sorry, James writes to these people, uh, just as the 12 tribes are scattered in the Old Testament, so God's people are scattered today. And he wants to help them as Jesus' followers, living with all sorts of opposition, uh, living under all sorts of pressure. And so Jesus' followers today are just the same. As we read this, we realize that we are also scattered and spread out and facing pressure. And Peter, when he wrote his letter, he described Christians as aliens and strangers in the world. And that's really what we are. So what was written best part of 2,000 years ago is still for us very relevant today. 
And that brings us to, to finally to James's purpose. He wants to help the believers grow to maturity uh, of faith. Uh, he wants to encourage. He wants to challenge. He wants to help them living in a hostile world, a hostile world where they were facing great opposition from, from the Jews. They were facing, uh, facing increased opposition from the Romans. They were beginning to find pressure coming from, from all sides. and That makes it very relevant for us in the 21st century, where if you're a Christian today, then you're part of a small minority uh, scattered throughout the world uh, and under much pressure. Here in the West, under pressure from increasing an increasingly secular society, uh, intolerant of faith, intolerant of belief. For some people, maybe living in parts of Africa, particularly in, in Asia, uh, facing increased pressure from very extreme forms of Islam or, or Hinduism, finding pressure and, and, and sometimes uh, persecution. And the key maybe is described there, the key to Paul's pur- uh, James's purpose is described there in verse 4, where he says he wants believers to be mature and complete, not lacking anything. He wants them to be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the letter's full of, of practical teaching, practical teaching for how we live as Christians. He wants us to become mature, deep and firm in our faith, able to stand up in a hostile world. That's exactly what he wrote to these people who had been scattered. They weren't able to receive James' teaching in Jerusalem, and they were scattered, and they were far from him. And Paul has exactly the same desire. Paul wrote to the Galatians, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. So just like Paul, James wants the believers to shine for Jesus out out where they're scattered, facing opposition with all the pressure they're under. He wants them uh, to to be mature and strong so that they may shine with the good news. And that's true for us as well. Uh, In school, in work, in college, in your street, amongst your your friends, that we may uh, be those Christians who, who are mature, whose faith isn't shaken, and whose lives practically show the difference that Jesus has made. So James' letter is included in our Bibles for, for a very important uh, purpose. He wants to help us live as believers, as he says, in our, in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, uh, verse 1 of chapter 2, the, the, the second time he mentions Jesus. He wants to help us live as believers in the Lord who saved us. And he wants us to show us what genuine faith looks like. What, what does it mean to have real uh, faith uh, in Jesus? Uh, demonstrated in our lives. Not just what we believe in our heads, but how we put it into practice in our hearts. And he deals with everyday issues. Things we find hard. Controlling our tongues. Not showing favoritism. What to do when we're tempted, when we're facing temptation. It's not hard to understand. James's letter, actually. There's not much deep theology. Not many big, long theological words in it. It's very simple, clear, straightforward teaching to young believers, young in the faith, uh, facing opposition out in their world. And there's so much that James writes about that believers need to be reminded of, and we need to be reminded of. We need to hear again and again uh, as we live in a, in, a, in a world where we maybe uh, find ourselves up against it. We, we find it difficult. Uh, at times we, we feel the pressure. We, we, in fact, we were singing about that just in our very uh, first song, or we were listening to, to the very first song this morning. Uh, but the things that we feel, that the pressure we feel as, as Christians. And James is saying, take heart. Uh, those struggles that you're facing, he's speaking to those believers, are nothing new. God's people have always faced those struggles. And as we think today, we can think that God's people in the Old Testament and in the early New Testament faced those struggles, uh, and so do we. And, and every generation of Christian has to face those. 
Every generation of Christian faces those issues that, 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 are, that, that are difficult, and we're living as aliens and strangers in the world. So this simple letter of James has been uh, challenging Christians and encouraging Christians uh, right down through the generations. Maybe you're, you're not a Christian. Maybe uh, you're not certain of what it is to, to be a Christian. Maybe you think, you know, I have to reach a certain standard for God to accept me. Well, well both James and Paul say, no, that's not, that's not the case. These are not uh, lessons in, in what we have to do to make ourselves acceptable to God. James is just trying to teach us that once we have accepted the forgiveness that, that God gives to anyone who asks him, then this is to try and help us live a life that, that honors God. And maybe you feel, well, if I became a Christian, I could never keep it up. Well, well then you're, you're very welcome because that's what we all feel. We feel we just can't keep this up. And uh, Tim mentioned already that we need God's Holy Spirit to help us. And we need God's Word to help us. And we need to remind ourselves of what God's Word says. And we need to encourage one another again and again uh, about how to live as Christians in a world where it's not easy and where it's never been easy. So whatever uh, source you trust for your, your news on world events, you can certainly trust God's Word. We can all trust God's Word for advice on how to live as Christians. As Paul himself said, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness so that the people of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, here's a short letter written by the brother of Jesus who grew up with Jesus in Nazareth, who became a follower of Jesus, who led the church in Jerusalem, uh, and he tried then to encourage believers as they were scattered from him where he couldn't reach them, tried to encourage them and tries to encourage us, still part of God's scattered people scattered throughout the world today. A human author, but inspired by God. Uh, and God also inspired those who put together our scriptures to include James's letter because there's teaching there which he wants us to have. So it's a great short letter. I hope it'll be a real encouragement to us over the next months as we, we study together. And it will remind us of things that we need to hear again and again, both to encourage us in our faith to be strong and secure and to challenge us to go out and to live as a small minority in a world which can be very hostile, but to share with others the good news of the one who called us from darkness into his wonderful light. So I hope there will be a blessing to us as we begin to share together over the next uh, few months. And we will do more than one verse at a time. That was only to get us started today. We, we, we'll, not take, we, we'll be through it before Christmas. So let, let's uh, take a minute to pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. And we thank you particularly for this letter uh, from James, the, the brother of, of our Lord Jesus. And we pray that through it you, you will teach us and encourage us so that we may become mature and complete not lacking in anything, uh, and that we may serve you faithfully in this world where you've placed us in this time in which we live. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.